What's up, guys, and welcome to today's episode of Fitness Business Secrets. I'm your host, Brad Bedford, and today we're lucky enough to be joined uh, from Jackson Chen, the man from ACR himself. Jackson, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, always glad to be back. I always love ch- chatting about anything, anything what's going in the fitness industry. Uh, awesome, mate. It's almost welcome back to both of us. I've been been uh, off the radar for for a month or so now on the podcast. I'm really excited to get back into it. Mm. And mate, before we sort of dive into today, where we're going to speak about you know, planning for 2023, what we're seeing in the world of automations and what's happening mm. at the moment. Run me through, mate. How was your new year, the Christmas with the fam? How, that, how was that for you? No, it'd be great. Um, new year's been great. Christmas has been great. December has been great. It's been the biggest part of our business year, funny enough. Like, you know, we actually, you know, the biggest month for the whole year and just ro- really rolling into the whole new year and just really pumping along. Good to have a little t- family time off as well too, but um, just looking forward to really, you know, delivering some really good value and in, into into this into this new. Year. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? And I think um, you know, especially this time of year, a lot of people like to look back. You know, they're going to look in December. Hey what worked last December, what do I do? And I think, especially in fitness businesses, it's really good opportunity now through January where it is such a growth phase just to to have a quick little bit of reflection on on December, mm-hmm. what worked well for you in the December, what didn't work well, mm. and obviously make some notes somewhere. So when December comes around next year, you, you've got, you know, some, some strategic notes that were made fresh in the moment based upon the results you got. Um, and obviously, you'll learn lessons throughout this year as well. But a lot of the time, it's hard to think back 12 months ago, oh, what worked last December? What offers did I ram? What did I do? So I definitely mm-hmm. recommend, especially through December, when a lot of people think it's not really a phase where you can grow your business, we're seeing the opposite. Lots of the businesses we work through had really successful months in December. And I think taking note, making sure we, we jot down what worked, what didn't, what lessons do we have so we can go and use that again next year and have that belief that, hey, we can grow through December, we can make it a good month, um, and we've got the proof from that from the previous year. Mm. 100%. Uh, I think something else too you mentioned, I think it, it, I really do believe it's a real mentality thing. Uh, when it comes to growth in December, like, like I actually set myself a really big target for me personally, like for December, like with two or three, people usually think you're tapering off towards December. I was going, look, you know what? I'll, I'll go, I'll go crazy. I'll go, I want a 20% growth in December more than November. So I go, that's, that's my goal. And then, and I, I, I hit that goal. But the thing is, that I think it really is a mentality when it comes to growth. Like it is definitely a quieter period for most people, but the thing is that it's, it's about you learning Going okay. What what are some other alternatives I can create a mentality of? How do I grow during this period when everyone else is thinking it's going to go backwards? Well, it's like that. You know, if you think you can grow, you're right. If you think you can't, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right. Because yeah. because your your actions reflect the the mindset that you want to have. And again, it, it's it's fine to not grow in certain yeah. months, right? And yeah. I'm very big on this. So if you if you know you've got staff going away, mm-hmm. you want to have a bit of a cruisier December because you've had a big a big year. Um, it, that's all completely fine, but I think it's when people just throw a blanket over everyone and say you can't you can't grow mm. in December. Yeah. You know, it, it's very much the fact. Well, well, that's not that's not the case. If you want to grow, there's ways and things to do it. Yeah. Um, 
which is awesome. That sort of leads us into where we are today. You know, where the you know middle of January when this podcast is sort of going to go up, or you know, the week of the eighth uh, of January. Um, and you know, people are, I suppose getting back into the routine. Everyone's sort of getting back into work now, mm. and lots of people are starting to get their marketing back up. And I think it's mm. really big. Everyone knows that the start of the year is always a time where people go and set New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. uh, both for our clients. They might set new health and fitness goals and think of the, the struggles they've had in the previous year. As businesses, we do the same. You know, We set goals for ourselves. And sort of diving, you know, what what are you sort of seeing working at the moment or, or you know, coming into 2023, Jackson? Obviously, you know, looking massively after automations and things mm. like that. What are you seeing, you know, working really well at the moment as we head into 2023? Well, one point I would make for next year, for the guys who are listening for next year, if you're planning your marketing in January, you're already four weeks too late. That's the first thing, right? <laughs> so so you think about marketing now, what to market now, like you're already four weeks too late. Like our plans were already done in December, early December, and all the schedules, all the automations, all the things that was going out already happened in December and it's already happening since Boxing Day. So that's the first thing I want to say is that if you want to plan a better year for January next year or a better December, start making sure you have everything planned out and mapped out four weeks before. Starting in in in. 8th of January is already too late, which means that it's it's probably not going to work as effectively. And so give you a bit of background already of what we have already done since Boxing Day. We already had teasers type automation set up from Boxing Day about what's coming out, what's going on, um, because the tension is actually really, really high during that period because people are on break and they actually got time off work. They're actually, they're actually probably scrolling through Facebook more than ever in the last two weeks than what you probably will see in the normal 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 day-to-day basis so if you're marketing even though you may not be getting leads you are marketing and creating database of people seeing your name more frequently and all of a sudden by the second week of january when you actually have a challenge out or have something that's happening it's going to start to blow up because our leads were about 25 leads last week in the gym because just all of a sudden the momentum starting to build. We've been marketing for quite a while now, for almost two weeks. People have not been marketing. And we actually got really low cost leads and getting really good results from ads we're running over the last few weeks. What worked yeah. really well? Challenges, no-brainer. It's still still gonna be the best thing that's going out there. 28 days or six weeks will work during this period. Yeah, definitely. I think before we dive dive too much into you know automations and things, I think you've hit a couple mm. of things on, on the head that I really want to, I suppose, take a step to to d- dissect, right? And mm. one thing we look at when we speak about marketing, you know, Jackson nailed it. You always want to be a couple of a couple of weeks ahead of where you're actually at. Yeah. So you've you've got that plan mapped out. But one thing I really like to do at, at the start of the year is I like to map out what what the 12 months looks like, what what events you're going to hold, what public holidays um, are going to be. And for example, you know, in, in Australia here, you know, we've got Australia Day coming up. Mm-hmm. So by mapping out all these events strategically throughout the year, then you can start mapping out what, what marketing you're going to do mm. 
throughout those months. And again, there's going to be phases of growth. You know, the first quarter in Australia uh, is, is generally growth. It's summer here mm-hmm. um, and New Year's resolutions, obviously, rest of the world. But what phases do you have? What challenges are you going to run? Map that out on a 12 monthly planner. Again, mm. it can always be adapted and changed, right? Always. 100%. But by you having that that plan and revisiting it regularly, you, you nothing gets sprung on yourself or the team. So yeah. we know now it's the 8th of January. We're planning for Australia Day. We're planning for Valentine's Day mm-hmm. in Feb. Um, you know, you might have a gym birthday in there. You might have Easter, all these different events, um, both in the gym for workouts, but also teams, uh, coaches, events, um, things like that. You want to have planned out months in advance so you can build up excitement and hype around them internally mm. for the business, but also externally for marketing. 100%. Yeah, exactly. That, that's such a good point. Like you, You've got to have those mapped out. I think if you haven't, if, if, if anything, if you haven't done this last year, that's the first thing you can improve to improve your business, making sure you're mapping out in the next 12 weeks. What does a marketing plan look like? And making sure you communicate that with not only um, your, your your members, but also communicate it with your team so they know what's going on. If you're on your own, then you at least you can manage your day better. You know, if you're just managing your business, you can manage your day-to-day things better, have have a much more productive work week because you know what is happening coming out rather than thinking about it and planning it on the, on the spot. Definitely. And I've, I've always been, you know, been one that, like, I like to avoid chaos where possible, <laughs> you know, especially <laughs> being a business owner. Um, you know, a lot of things are outside of our control, you know, staff calling in sick and these sorts of things. So mm. by by having things planned out a couple of weeks in advance, you you can get things organized early so yeah. they don't spring up on you unannounced. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is have things that are causing you to be in a state of chaos or overwhelm that could have been prevented and it came down to poor planning on your behalf as the owner. 100%. So, exactly. Again, exactly if you've right. got a team in place or yourself, definitely recommend this time of year going and, you know, mapping out, if not, you know, the next 12 weeks, uh, you know, the next 12 months, map out what events you want to hold as a business, um, you know, celebration events, um, you know, calendarly events, staff events, and then the marketing around that as well. So a great topic, I think, that, that we're glad we sort of, you know, scratched on the surface pretty early on because mm. um, that will obviously help in regards to, you know, building out the automations and setting things up for those events, right? 100%, exactly, because it's it's just mapping out things ahead of time because I, I, I truly believe that I, I personally work this way because I think you have these moments of times of genius where you're just on a roll and doing something. And and when you have to, when you sit down for two or three hours, where you really think about your business and planning out your 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 month for maybe a couple of hours, you find out that you're coming, all all of a sudden you're actually far more productive because you finish a, a chunk of the work in one sitting, rather than you having to think about over two three days or even two or three weeks, and you find that it's very unproductive when you have to start something and then do something else and then come back to the same project again. I think I think if anything, if, if, if you guys are listening to this and want to be more productive in 2023, learn the skill of time chunking and really just blocking out your day to do something for that one task and make sure you finish it and move on to the next one. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually just did a post on, on Facebook today in regards to, you know, time management and, you know, <laughs> the, the, the killers that we have inside of our lives that, that come across time management, right? 
Yeah, um, but Jackson, obviously speaking about, you know, automations, what's happening, you know, people have got challenges running at the moment. People are looking up, looking at setting up challenges. Obviously, automations has developed um, and, you know, the space has grown so drastically over mm. the last 12 months. It's one of these things that continues to grow, develop and evolve. And I suppose what I really want to do is you know, dive in a little bit and speak about, I suppose, what what you sort of foresee changing in the next couple of months in regards to automations, because again, it is something that's developing so quickly. And I think a lot of people, they get caught up with that shiny object syndrome mm. of when, mm. oh, it, you know, automations is capable of doing all of these things. Right. Yeah. But they yeah. don't, they don't nail the basics first. And, yeah. you know, one that I think of is, you know, depending on the size of your business, is simple, you know, Zapier integrations to get text messages when you get a lead come through. You know, people want mm. to go and build out these advanced systems in regards to automations where clients are getting all of this stuff, mm. but they haven't got the basics in place in the first place to, to help them build upon. So run me through, yeah. like, where do you sort of see, you know, we've covered before, you know, the basic integrations people looking at. I suppose, where do you see automation is going over the next six and 12 months? I think the two key areas in where automation, I think a lot of people, um, if you look at your business, a fitness business, the two key areas you can save a lot of time on is going to be the, the, the speed of being able to get the leads into your hands as soon as possible and like all manual entry and all of If you can take that out of your business, you can save probably a good 10% of your weekly administration. And then the next area that you're going to be finding that people will save a lot of time on will be the client onboarding and fulfillment. Those two areas alone, you can save probably four or five hours if you do this correctly. And by doing that, you're going to have more time back in your business so you can get more conversations and have more ability to have more sales because you have less more time. So automation, I think if you can focus on those two areas where you can get people coming into your leads without any manual work, and then you can get to your phone and notify you that there's a lead coming through very quickly so you can contact them effectively and quickly. That's going to be one area you're going to be really, really improving your, your sales process for the year. And the other one is what happens when someone becomes a sale or no sale or, or become a client? Because that's, that's really what a lead can do, right? You either go, got to follow them up, they're not, not, not sold, or they're going to be a member or a trial. And what happens when those three things happen? What do they get after that point of contact? If you can make that onboarding and fulfillment process very, very efficient, you'll find that you will save yourself a bunch of time and it also means you can have more conversations ultimately. That's what we're looking to do to to, to really break it down for the for the fitness owners. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, we, we all agree, you know, uh, speed kills all deals, right, in regards mm. to to leads coming in. So the faster we can get notified a lead has actually came into our pipeline, the faster we can contact them and either, you know, book them in for consultation or, or book them on for a sales uh, call, the better. So basic automations around that, definitely, you know, one of the first automations people should should set up in their business, right? And I think, you know, the second one is, you know, what happens with that lead in regards to from that call? What's the outcome from that call? And then where do we actually send them? And what mm. automations do we continue to, to send them? Because if they join up, obviously, we want to send them things like a, a contract. We want to send mm -hmm. them um, onboarding forms, join yep. our Facebook group, um, class schedules, timetables, all these sorts of things. 
that they just take up time. 100%. And it's super important information that you want to get across to, to your new member quickly and yep. efficiently. So obviously automating that is massive. But on the on the back side, like I said, if they don't join up at this point in time, what do we actually do? And you know, in in sales, if you like, you know, the the saying is, you know, the the money's in the follow up, mm. and it, it's so true because a lot of times when people come into your fitness business, they may be in this state where they're they're still just looking for what they want. They know they need to do something. They're not quite sure yet. They're just browsing through, right? And now's not the right time for them, whatever reason, if you've had a call with them or they just wanted information. Well, that's fine. But how do you keep front of mind to this person long-term? And, you know, fitness business owners, you know, this day and age are putting out so much good content in regards to, to information, recipes, you know, TikToks, reels, all these sorts of things. They can use those to keep in front of their ideal client through automations, you know, through email, through text message, as well as offers and things like that that they're doing. So mm-hmm. definitely having some basic automations. Obviously, you know, you can be get as advanced as you'd like with it, but definitely some basic automations in regards to nurturing those people that just aren't quite ready yet. So you stay front of mind. 100%. And I, I think that's all it needs to be. I think we don't need to make things too complicated. I think the key here is that what are some of the things you're currently doing on repeat? And if you can reap if it's on repeat, let's look at ways to get automated. Because if we can save you 25% of your weekly administration work, that's two hours that you can potentially save in your week. What that actually means is that you can have two hours extra, have more conversation, which means you've got more capacity to take on more leads. And this is what people don't think about. They want more leads, but they don't have more time to actually take on those leads. So it's kind of like a, a, a chicken and the egg situation, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I love what you said there. And I'm you know, really thinking, see if it can be mm. automated because yeah. there's definitely things that should be yeah. as well as things that shouldn't, right? And I think this is where people are like, oh, I'm doing this consistently. I have to automate it. Mm. It's like, well, some things need to have that personal touch. Yep. Because people are buying a business and it's again, it's personal training services. It needs to be, it needs to feel like you're dealing with a real person sometimes. So, you know, some things, although they, they could possibly be automated, it's still nice to have that human touch in regards Absolutely. to you know, someone cu- coming in and welcoming for them for their first session or, you know, a little text message. Hey, Jackson, pumped to see you at your first session today. It's Brad here. Make sure you come and say hello. Like these little things that mm. can be automated, but some things are still nice to have that real personal touch and, and be customized. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's that's exactly what you need to have. You've got to have that personal touch with everything. Person Automation, I, either way I see it, is that it just creates efficiency. And Definitely. I think I think that's the key that what I'm trying to get the message across to the business owners. That if we can make your business more efficient, it means that you have got more time to do the important things that will give you a better ROI. Like don't always just think about, okay, it's not, oh, I want to get more leads, more leads, more leads. Yeah, it's great. You've got more leads coming through. How is your sales system going to handle extra 10, 15 leads? If it's a broken system, it doesn't matter how many leads you are going to be sending in, it doesn't make a difference. You've got to have an efficient system so you can handle more leads and handle more sales so you can have a better ways onboard. Otherwise, it becomes chaos. Yeah, definitely. And again, like the the process you know, like, you know, putting it into an automation doesn't fix 
the bad no. system, right? And yep. it still needs to be to be monitored and tracked and looked at because once we automate things, we also also want to make sure it's it's hitting the KPIs we want it to hit and mm-hmm. achieving the standards we want it to achieve. So it's one of those things. It's like anything, you know. I'm sure Coca-Cola, when they built their first automations for filling up their <laughs> bottles and stuff, mm. have developed that, you know, probably hundreds of times, if not thousands of times, to get it to the the beast it is today. So it's about, you know, once you do have automations in place with your system and processes, how are we actually monitoring those to to see if it's still giving us the outcome that we want? And what changes are we making to make sure, you know, if it's not that we're potentially trying to improve it and the data that's tracked upon that. And that's a whole other rabbit hole. We'll, we'll chat mm. about on a separate podcast in regards yep. to, you know, numbers and statistics we want to track through sales processes because it it definitely needs the love and attention that it, it deserves, right? And a lot of people, I suppose, their answer is totally just give me more leads and I'll grow. Mm. Where, yep. um, again, a lot of the times it's not all, you don't always need more leads. You need to fix no. the processes and systems you have in place to, um, if you like, wring all the water out yep. of the towel, right? You can yep. just wring it quickly and get a little bit of water. But if you want to get every possible bit of water out of it, you have to to really do the work, right? Hundred percent. I, I think that's a key thing. That like in those those metrics, if you can improve, we, we I think we've got maybe say four five pillars in the sales process. We, we're tracking on a regular basis. Even by improving that five percent on each of those positions or each of those steps means that you can potentially increase your sales by 30 to 40%, which means that that's a big change in, in in the same number of leads you currently have and cash collected. All those things are just massive, massive difference to a business when you can understand that 5% is what you're looking for to get that edge in front. Yeah, definitely. Guys, lots obviously covered um, so far, especially speaking about automations. I think, you know, Jackson, you know, some basic ones in regards to how to, get notified when leads come in quickly. Mm-hmm. Some basic ones in regards to, you know, when a client signs up or doesn't sign up in regards to nurturing. That's essentially what we want to set up. Now, Jackson, w- what do we sort of see happening over the next 12 months in regards to new things coming to automations? Obviously, a lot of it's at the moment, text message, email. We're starting to get some integrations to Facebook and Instagram. What do you sort of see, you know, where do you sort of see this developing over the next 12 months in regards to, I suppose, what's possible? Uh, I think I think what is possible coming up is there's definitely a real push towards what's happening in the AI world, like in the whole all the artificial intelligence, the way it's it's changing the way we do things. And I think the whole idea of being able to use AI or use artificial intelligence to help us to create content or create different ideas and not so much automation, but it's just another tool that really going to assist us to move our business forward in, in directions that we otherwise wouldn't be able to imagine. Like just having that assistance and and, and being able to create that conversation very very easily rather than relying on what we're able to do and think on the spot having that assistant is going to be massive in this automation world like it's there's such a big change in that space now like i'm seeing so many things that's happening where with the right amount of information being entered into a a machine you can literally generate websites within seconds 
and that's how how, how good it's become. And it, it, can, it can generate sales letters very, very quickly with the right amount of information being entered. I think that's what's going to come in, in the, over the next 12 months, just to just having that ability to understand, not only embrace the tech that's coming, but really understanding how it works and how it can really best utilize in your business. So again, going back to being more efficient and being more productive, this is what this is what's going to give you the edge. Yeah, and I definitely think that, you know, like you mentioned, the the onset of AI becoming more frequently available, more readily available, especially to, to fitness business owners, but everyone in general is, uh, I think a lot of people haven't haven't done as much with automations because they're not sure of how to actually write the copy for a newsletter. Mm-hmm. They're not sure how to write follow-up emails. They're not sure how to keep nurturing their prospects in regards to, um, you know, sales letters, recipe guides, all these sorts of things that can now be assisted with AI. Now, AI is definitely not going to just write this out for you. You're going to mm-hmm. have to be able to put good information in to, to get to get what you want out of it. But I definitely think it's going to help bridge the gap for some mm-hmm. people in regards to if they're really good at, you know, or have some, you know, useful copywriting skills, if they want to turn a Facebook post into a blog post to put into a newsletter, they're now going to have this capability with the assistance of AI, mm-hmm. which will allow them to to put out more content to the people that yep. they're looking to nurture. Yep. So I think it, it's going to be a combination of the the automations are somewhat already there and capabilities are already there. Mm. But definitely think it's gonna it's gonna open up to more people because now they have the ability to acquire skills they may not specifically have to have themselves by using yep. AI to, to bridge that gap for them. Yeah, I, I think it, what you said is right. It, it's not so much replacing your skills there, it's about enhancing what you already have. So if you, if you as a fitness owner have the knowledge and, and maybe lacking a little bit of how to actually create a copy or how to write a copy, one, firstly, go learn the skill set. That's the first thing. Make sure you go learn the skill set to, to be better at copywriting. And number two, use tools like this to actually, like an AI, artificial intelligence, to actually help you to now enhance that skill set you already have. Because once you have those two things, now your time becomes a lot more efficient so you can create more content and more product and produce more things with the skill sets that you have and the, with the time that you have. And that's what it will do. Automation is all about, or AI is all about being able to get you more content or, or product, produce more material with the time that we all have. Yeah, I love it. Jackson, it's been absolutely awesome. First pod- podcast back for 2023, obviously covered a lot. Guys, automations are one of these things. They're not going away. If anything, they're just going to be you know developed mm. over the next you know 12 months specifically. You know, if not, you know, more of you going to the future. I think the biggest thing, Jackson, is start with the basics. If you have nothing, start with the basics. The capabilities are going to be huge in regards to automations and what the capabilities of it are. But like anything, you you, you can't build a castle off a weak foundation. Exactly. You need to have some basic ones in place first. Now, if this is something that you're unsure of where to even start or what to even do, hmm. reach out to us. Jackson and his team have got you know amazing services that they can help, you know, whether it's with them or they can even just point you in the right direction of where to get started with some basic options uh, in the first place, like Zapier and these sorts of things. But you only know what you know. And that's yeah. where 
podcasts like this and resources like our free Facebook group um, over at Fitness Business Secrets. This is where we help fitness professionals get better. We, we do this completely free to you know help an industry that we care so much about. So mm. if you need help, you're stuck and you're unsure, reach out, let us know how we can assist. Let us know where we can point you in the right direction so you can have the business that you truly want to have. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Jackson, it's been awesome. Until we catch up again, guys, like I said, if you want more information like this, head over to our free group, Fitness Business Secrets. And if you found this podcast useful, please send it to another fitness business professional that you think may get some value out of it as well. Jackson, until next time, we'll speak soon. Catch you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the description below, there's a link where you can join our free Facebook group where we produce longer form content and give away valuable resources to help your fitness business grow. There's also six of our best downloaded resources. So go below and check it out now. And guys, we make these episodes for free, free for you. Make sure that you've taken notes and you're ready to take action. And if it added value to your life, to your business, please share it with someone else in the fitness community.